Bloomberg. Only about 11% of companies don't block any websites on employees' computers. 85% will block porn sites. Yeah, but if somebody's going in the workplace, uh, don't you want to know who the people in your office are that would look up porn while they're at work? Those deviants. Don't you want them to reveal themselves? Wear the scarlet letter. Because there are guys in offices around town who share porn. Like, oh, I'm sure. Right. Even today. I mean, when it's so, you know, people are like, you can't do that kind of stuff. No, and I would want to know who those people are. <laughs> like, oh. Well, thanks, Brent. That was very nice of you to show me this uh, midget porn. But uh, got to tell you, inappropriate. We're gonna have to take you off a couple accounts. (laughs) Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's four minutes after six at DVE. Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. It's 65 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. At least seven people are dead after a head-on crash between a bus. And a semi in New Mexico, the crash happened on Interstate 40, about 90 miles west of Albuquerque. Investigators believe the semi had a tire blowout and crossed into oncoming traffic. That bus was carrying about 50 people. Former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Greg Lloyd is accused of pulling a gun on his wife and threatening to shoot her. DMZ is reporting Lloyd was arrested in Georgia on July 27th, a week after the assault is said to have happened. Lloyd's wife has been granted a restraining order that prevents him from being within 200 yards of her until August of next year. Lloyd played for 10 seasons with the Steelers. She had a court order to avoid Lloyd. Yes, she does now. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yep. But didn't he have he had something similar with his son? Yeah. Years ago. I, I, I've heard some pretty crazy stories too behind the scenes from some of the media guys where this isn't a stretch yeah. to imagine. Red meat and cheese might not be that bad for you after all. A new study out of Canada found that people who indulge indulge in lots of both tend to live longer, particularly people who had 120 grams of unprocessed meat and three portions of dairy daily. Those eating this kind of diet saw their chances of a fatal heart attack drop by more than 20%. Still, researchers say you do need to have plenty of fruits and veggies in your diet as well. That's like the very small fine print. Also, don't don't eat just <laughs> meat and cheese. Just meat and cheese. Don't go to Seven Springs and only get the meat mountain <laughs> pie. Have you ever had sex on the beach? Yes. Not the drink. A new survey found 29% of American adults have had sex at the beach. Now, the question was specifically at a beach, not on a beach. So in the water counts for this survey that's dangerous i i would think another 43 percent said they've never indulged in any beach loving but they would like to only 28 percent said they've never done it and never will is it worth it well 80 percent of people who have done it said they would again even though they might get caught 17 percent said they actually were caught in the act <laughs> doesn't say if they faced any charges because of it but the lifeguard came and got us we had to leave and <laughs> You know, he everybody threw that was big donut at us. <laughs> right. uh, Star Trek is receiving a special honor this year. The Television Academy announced yesterday the show has been chosen for the 2018 Governor's Award for creating a cultural phenomenon of science fiction. The original series has spent more than 50 years on air with hundreds of episodes, 13 movie franchises, and earned 30 Emmys. The Governor's Award will be presented next month at the Creative Arts Emmy Awards.
And it appears Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee and bassist Nikki Six are making music together again. The two were recently seen and photographed at uh, a studio with famed producer Bob Rock. Motley Crue called it quits as a band in 2015 after a nearly 35-year run. Meanwhile, the Netflix-produced Motley Crue biopic The Dirt is said to be in post-production, so some people are thinking that's what this is all about. And Tommy Lee's ex, Heather Locklear, facing three charges over a confrontation with police and emergency room staff in June. The 56-year-old actress was charged with three misdemeanors yesterday. Police say Locklear became combative with ER staff who responded to a disturbance at her home in Thousand Oaks, California, about 40 miles from L.A. The charges announced yesterday are in addition to five charges the Melrose Place actress faces for a domestic disturbance in her home in February when she allegedly kicked and pushed sheriff's officers. Maybe her and Greg Lloyd should get together. Maybe, yeah. Uh, It's a good time to pack your lunch and go outside. Today's National Eat Outside Day. National so, Eat Outside I Day. Like They're up, making days up. I just like to give you fun days when it's a day. It's a yeah. day every hey, day. This is a fun day. But you know what? Go it, have it, a picnic. Eating outside is like sex on the beach. It's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, this so. is going to be great. Let's go have a picnic. This is going to be so awesome. Then you get there and you're like, this is gross. There's <laughs> bugs everywhere and stuff's in our picnic basket. Well, there are certainly some restaurants around town you can always eat outside there without all the hard work. That's right. You don't have to carry everything. No, you don't have to cook the food. Right. There's places that you can go to that do that. Partly sunny today, but there is a very slight chance of rain. Temperatures in the mid-80s. It's 65 at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Randy out again today, and uh, I told our producer Joe that I woke up with a sore throat today. So if Randy got me sick, I'm going to be real pissed. Well, you better leave then. Let's <laughs> let's all just get out of here. I mean, it's August for crying out loud. It's National Eat Outside Day. Let's just go have breakfast somewhere outside. Let's roll around in the dirt for a while. <laughs> um, so Mike Pursuta coming up after uh, last night's Steelers win, the final preseason game. Josh Dobbs it. looked good. He did. Everybody was drooling over him yes. online. <laughs> Don't let him go. Not Joshy. <laughs> So uh, Mike's got uh, that report coming up at the bottom of the hour. Sean Collier going to join us with movie reviews today. And Cam Hayward of the Steelers joining us for the preseason. But uh, is it officially now the regular season? Preseason The is countdown over. to the kickoff of the regular season is on. So that's all on the way this morning. It's a DV morning show. Can I tell you <laughs> secret time, my favorite Rory Scovel story? And it had nothing to do with Rory. I was on the train. <laughs> so I, I already like it too. <laughs> I had never heard of Rory in my life. Really, right? just a train story. I'm oh, on a train I'm from you. London. Schedule was off. I'm on a train from London to Amsterdam <laughs> to do uh, some some Showtime. Uh, showtime. I mean, did you do that Showtime thing in Amsterdam? Not in Amsterdam. And so I'm taking a train into Amsterdam. I'm listening to Todd Glass's podcast, and it's right when Todd started his podcast, very early. And he has this guy Rory Scovel on, and they are doing. Uh, the Sanford and Son, the the oh, red yeah, yeah, the yeah. red fox story. Have you ever heard the red fox story? I love the red fox. The red story. fox. Yeah. I know this one. So, yeah. yeah, you tell it probably better than I do. But, but tell the red fox. Super story. fast. He was playing in Vegas and he came out and it was like he came out to the Sanford and Son theme song and then he got yeah he walks all the way out there. They play the whole song. He gets to the mic. There's like what ten people maybe in the audience and he's just like I don't play for ten people and the band immediately is like watch the band. As soon as he said it, they're like, and a one. So I'm listening to that. And this is the beauty of Todd Glass.
glass also, and I ca- it's <laughs> is him and Rory are high, and they are Im- doing their impressions of. They have the set theme music queued up, and they're doing their impressions of not only them doing it, but Jerry Seinfeld doing it. <laughs> it was, and I am howling, laughing on a on a train in Amsterdam. I had brought six a six pack of beer, and I'm killing beers, laughing. And I was became obsessed with Rory. I could tell you more stuff about Rory than Rory would be comfortable with me sharing. And, I, and, then, I, then, I, and I barely know Rory. I, I mean, really, that. barely know Rory. Big camper. He's a big camper. <laughs> he camps nonstop. I swear to God, you must have. You probably camp what five times this year, six times this year. Is that a Jewish? <laughs> no, he's laughing right now. I'm being dead serious. You can go no in. One I never camp. Oh, you're, <laughs> camp. <laughs> you're lying. You're lying. I never. are not accurate. They're not accurate. They're not accurate. It's like this time I dated this girl, and the first time we hooked up, she smelled like bologna. And I go, and I was like, I was like, God, I haven't had bologna in forever. It's kind of gross, but whatever. And then the next night we hooked up, she smelled like bologna again. I go, who eats bologna sandwiches every day? And then the third night, I spent the night at her house. We had sex, and we wake up in the morning. She goes, I'm going to make something to eat. Do you want something? I go, I'll just take a bologna sandwich. She goes, I don't eat bologna. And I was like, oh, you just smell like bologna? Yeah. You really don't camp? <laughs> He's stuck on this. I swear to God. Like, He's I, trying I, to I will follow in the you truth. online, and I, I feel like I've seen so many videos I of you with never, I and... never camp. No. I, no. Dude, when you said. He camped. I was like thinking to myself, oh, I would have never taken him for a camper. Yeah. Are you I, kidding me? He looks like a camper. Yeah, I have no camper qualities. Are you serious? I don't care. I would love to camp. Water bottle. I'm one, into yeah. it. Yeah. The, I saw the water bottle and I go, that's so Rory. Yeah, this is just, this is a swell. Just. Second and goal at the three, double slot left. And this time, a fake. Here comes. The quarterback Dobbs leaping for the end zone and finding the chuck for the three-yard touchdown scamper. Beautiful fake set the play up. Uh- Josh Dobbs looked good last night in what uh, might be his last game as a Steeler. Big fan of that kid. Yeah. Wish him the best no matter what. And I think he made it pretty tough for the Steelers to make a decision to cut him. Yeah, they'll start cutting today. Final roster uh, has to be trimmed down by 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Randy Bauman... Got yes. a little shout out last night during the game. Oh, yeah, he and I'll did. tell you one person who wants me to watch the eat these. Randy Bauman, I know you're at home right now. I'm going <laughs> to smash these just for you. <laughs> I'm going to smash these just I love that. Smash these. Here's the one Chuck thing. Chuck eating some ribs. That he's not doing, though. It, he's not doing it live on TV. He's eating them in the break. Yeah, you gotta you gotta eat them live. Edmund rolled Come out on. there and smashed them on yeah, TV. Yeah, you gotta smash them so we can all see, Chuck. <laughs> right. That so, was uh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, rib fest going on all weekend down around Heinz Field. Clark's playing tomorrow night there. Smelled so, so good last oh, night. Oh yeah, always a great weekend. So Mike's got sports coming up next, and uh, he'll talk about last night's game. Maybe uh, who looks good and who's definitely out. We'll uh, talk about mm-hmm. it all morning here on the DVE Morning Show. Friends.
DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuta for DVE Sports, brought to you this hour by Xfinity from Comcast. The Steelers concluded the preseason with a 39-24 victory over the Carolina Panthers last night at Heinz Field. High scoring. Yeah, surprisingly so, given that it was the last preseason game. I'd like to really thank both coaches for throwing the ball as much as they did. <laughs> Wanted to drag that out as long as humanly possible, and they did. Good job, guys. <laughs> Josh Dobbs wasn't complaining. Uh, he got the start for the Steelers, and he went 8 for 12 for 151 yards. One touchdown, and his passer rating was 137. Ran in for a touchdown, too, right? Josh Dobbs... Uh, also ran for a TD, three carries, 18 yards. Uh, it looked uh, pretty good out there. And uh, one of the reasons why, according to Mike Tomlin, was that in a game-like situation, the quarterback's allowed to use his legs. That's not always the case in practices. You know, I just thought he did a good representation of himself. Um, you know, sometimes in a practice setting, I discourage use of legs because it's a controlled football environment and you want them to focus on an element of the practice that's competitive. Obviously, when you get in the stadium, we play and we play to win. And so uh, utilize all your skills and talents in an effort to do that. A lot of that discussion is about the, the things that we try to focus on in a controlled football environment like practice. Yeah, if you're trying to see whether a receiver can make a combat catch or a cornerback can make a play in coverage, it doesn't do you any good if the quarterback decides to run right. when he knows he's not going to get tackled anyway. Uh, but last night, uh, Josh Dobbs looked uh, very smooth, very comfortable. I was really impressed with the way he was able to repeatedly evade the rush, make throws on the run, keep his eyes downfield. He wasn't scrambling the run. He was scrambling to extend the play. Mm-hmm. And when you get that, you've you've got something. Yeah, you could see his maturity this season. What do you think? Do you, do you cut him just because you can't keep four quarterbacks? I, I don't know. It'd be tough. I think he made it tough to cut him do last you, night. Do you cut him and keep LJ Fort? Do you keep five inside linebackers just because? I think they can keep him if they want to. I think there's room on the roster. They've carried four before. It's you know it's not common, but it's not unprecedented. There's no rule against it, and I, I just think the quarterback position is important enough. And you invested a fourth round pick in this guy last year. You have seen him come a long way, and uh, there's reason to believe he can come a long way still. Why would you just discard that for some guy that's probably not going to do anything for you anyway? But it's a more traditional position, in ter- right? In terms of the fifty-three. Because, like you said, Landry is probably not going to be around well, after you know, this year. You at least don't know. There's uncertainty. And Mason Rudolph's not there yet. He's got a lot of potential, too. He showed some of that last night. Yeah, he did. But you just never know what can happen at the quarterback position. It's a, it's a bad spot to be in when you need one and you go looking. It's better to have too many than not enough at the most important position on the field. I'd keep them. I, I said that yesterday before the game. Um, Kiesel was watching last night and tweeted out that the last time I think that they had four quarterbacks was Byron Lefwich, Charlie Batch, Dennis Dixon, Dennis Dixon, and uh, and Ben. Yeah, it's been done. Um, we'll see what happens. They have done it. As Val mentioned, the cuts are coming up at four o'clock uh, on Saturday. They have to be done by four o'clock on Saturday. Josh Jobs uh, beaming in the locker room last night, but then again, he's always got a smile on his face. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not. 
he doesn't think uh, his chances to make this NFL thing work are any better now than when the Steelers drafted him last year. No, not at all. Not at all. I know um, it'll all work out. I love this game. I'll leave it all out for this game. So um, I'll be a starting quarterback. No worries. In other words, he's expected this all along at some point eventually. I'm a huge fan of the Yeah, kid. it's hard not to be. I mean, he's a remarkable guy. Uh, he's got the uh, incredible academic background, and he's got some talent. The perseverance story with the alopecia and just what he's had to overcome on a personal level, incredible. Yeah, he, uh, he did acknowledge last night that uh, he has gotten better. His, his confidence isn't necessarily any more than it's ever been because it's always been <laughs> – up there top end but uh he does see the improvement he's made and the strides that he's taken i know i've taken a lot of steps and i know a lot more steps to go always every day find something to improve on find a way to grow in your craft whether it's mentally or physically um if i continue to do that i'll be okay i don't think there's much room to grow mentally for him (sighs) i mean rocket scientist is pretty yeah. Seems pretty mature. <laughs> pretty high end. Could probably figure out fairly easily which side they're rolling that zone to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was interesting <laughs> just watching him interact last night. He was obviously very happy that, that he put on display what he put on display. But a bunch of guys coming to his locker, you know, waves. What do you think? Are you going to get caught? Uh, would you play on the practice squad? Uh, just throwing different scenarios at him. And he has the understanding of a veteran. He said, hey, it's not my call. I you know I play when they tell me to play. I practice when they tell me to practice, and when they make their decisions, I'll I'll respond accordingly. And uh, he just the, the comfort level that 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 he exuded playing last night was really impressive to me. I think he's one of those unique type of guys where if I'm running a team, I'm finding a way to keep that guy on my roster. Yeah, I agree. It's that might happen. It's not conventional, but I, you know, there's some guys they can get rid of. That it's not like you got to cut an all pro. Who might be some of those guys? Well, like <laughs> I said, the inside linebacker thing, L.J. Ford, or even Tyler Matikavich. I know Tyler Matikavich is a great special teams player, but I think this preseason has been revealing to a degree that he is not going to be an inside linebacker for you. So the question becomes: Can you can you find you know a, a, a good one, a guy that you can put in a game and count on? I think Thomas could could be that guy. So do you keep a special teams guy who's pretty much a special teams only guy, or do you maybe coach up one of your other backups and say, hey, this guy's no longer here. you got to be a good special teams player. Is it harder to find a good special teams player or a good quarterback? Ooh, the second quarterback. one. Yeah. So that's, that's the way I'd look at it. Uh, you mentioned uh, Matthew Thomas, another big night for him, uh, 11 tackles. And the splash play of the night defensively, uh, a sack, force fumble, fumble recovery, and 75-yard return to the Carolina one-yard line. Here's Mike Tomlin on uh, a guy who uh, I think I think most people thought Thomas was on the team going into last night, and uh, he certainly should be again by Saturday. You know, I think he's um, been continually on the rise in terms of his performance. Um, he's got some physical talent. He's gained more detail throughout. Uh, he put a nice exclamation point on his efforts with a ridiculous splash play there um, in the second half of the football game. Undrafted guy out of Florida State. He finally acknowledged last night he had some problems, which is why he was undrafted. Uh, what were those problems? Behavioral or yeah, he substance he, he abuse? He didn't elaborate, but it, 
His problems weren't he lacks the physical size, strength, and speed. <laughs> no. That was on Man, display last that night. That guy looks like a linebacker. He was a force of nature out there. And he's, you know, whatever his problems were in college, he's kept his head down and his nose clean and just put the work in. Um, that guy's a player. <laughs> I don't. Looks like it. Stay tuned. Looked like it last night for sure. Stay tuned. Couple uh, complicating injuries to the uh, final roster potentially. Uh, Ola Adeni hamstring. He had another sack last night, but if that's a bad hamstring, that might make the decision on him. And uh, safety Malik Golden suffered what Mike Tomlin called a significant knee injury. Oh man, that looked horrible. Carted off and uh, heartbreaks for that kid. Yep. And for Allen, was that who crashed into him? I can't remember. Oof. Legs don't go that way. <laughs> Just another reason. Yeah, guys were reacting in a press box to the replay like, ooh. Oh, my like, God. His leg was snapped in half. That sucks. Pirates lost to the Cardinals 5 to nothing last night. Uh, not a great start for Joe Musgrove, who gave up five runs in six innings, uh, including a home run. To the pitcher. <laughs> you hate when that happens. Pirates only got six hits. Starling Marte had three of them. Bucks fall to 65 and 69. They are in Atlanta for the first of three tonight. Jamison Tyone against Anibal Sanchez. And uh, another trade last night. Uh, we had the non-waiver trade deadline at the end of July where guys couldn't didn't have to pass through waivers before they were traded. Now you have to go through waivers. Everybody has a chance to claim you. If you go unclaimed, then you can be traded. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon traded from the Giants to the New York Yankees last night. Uh, the Yankees agreeing to send a couple of minor league prospects to San Francisco. They have been without Aaron Judge since July the 26th due to a fractured right wrist. McCutcheon's hitting two fifty five for the Giants with uh, 15 home runs and 55 RBI. In 130 games, he also has 13 steals and 19 tries. My favorite stat about his 15 home runs is that he led the Giants, and when he goes to the Yankees, he's seventh in home runs. <laughs> but yeah. they needed the depth. It's a good they, pickup for them. They needed that. Yeah, absolutely. Could, he still owed uh, about $2.5 million for the rest of this year on his uh, $14.75 million salary. That's uh, Yankees pull that out of the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, right, they pick up a couch cushion. And <laughs> oh yeah, give that oh, to McCutcheon. Who left this under here, yeah. kids? That's uh, that's why that trade gets made. But uh, you know what? Good for Andrew McCutcheon because he's got a shot to go back to the postseason and maybe do something. Yep. Somebody had a scenario where Cole was pitching to Kutch in the ALCS, and then that could definitely happen. Very good. Thanks, Mike. Coming up at the top of the hour, I'll have news. We'll talk a little bit about Labor Day, the big weekend. What's everybody doing? What's everybody eating? What's everybody not doing? Just, you know. It's Mike, a holiday Mike weekend. Ha- Mike has us beat. Yeah, well, I know that. In, in room. It's, uh, it's the last holiday of the summer. Heading into uh, everything is business from here on out. Everybody's <laughs> back to school. It's the real Steelers season. No more Boy. messing around. Based on the parkway, nobody's working today. Yeah, well, nice long weekend, four-day weekend. So uh, we'll have all that coming up. (laughs) It's a DV morning show. And the Pittsburgh Pirates have traded away two of their biggest stars and fan favorites, Garrett Cole and now Andrew McCutcheon. Unbelievable. Here to discuss what happened, team owner Bob Nutting. 
Good morning, Pirate right. Band. Yeah, well, plenty of great skiing available right now at Seven Springs. 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 Seven Springs. Mr. Nutting, last year, you only won 75 games. Sidebar, that's way more than the Penguins won, and you threw them a parade. It's still under 500. Under 500 what? And now, after another losing season, <laughs> you've traded away two of your biggest stars. Wrong. <laughs> Big news. <laughs> Potato Pete and Toby the intern that checks to make sure my zipper is up before I leave the office are still on the payroll. I'm talking about McCutcheon and Cole. Is that a detective show? No, your star outfielder and pitcher, you traded them away for a bunch of prospects that nobody's heard of. Well, once upon a time, nobody had heard of a fella by the name of Toby the Intern, and now I literally am afraid to leave the office without him giving me the okay sign. You've made a fortune on empty promises and outright lies concerning this baseball team. Not true. I also made a fortune on scamming skiers into skiing on white cornflakes. The taxpayers of this town paid for your stadium. Only most of it. And you continue to swindle your fan base by constantly asserting that the organization isn't profitable despite all evidence to the contrary. Objection! He's leading the witness, Your Honor. We're not in court. I rest my canes. Case! Case! I rest my case. That was fun. We could probably write for that show, Cutchin' Cole. Is, let me ask you this. Is Jay Hay next? Jay who? Jay Hay. Jay he? Jay ha? Jay Hodis? What Jay Hodum? What, 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 what are you doing? I thought we were conjugating Latin. You know how to speak Latin? Well, when you hire as many Latin players as I do, it comes in handy. <laughs> you, you, you may say this is about building for the future, but don't be surprised if the fans make you pay for trading Cutch and Cole. Do you realize how angry your fans are? In all seriousness, Lanny, I want to thank Andy McCullen and Gary Cohn for being wonderful assets. <laughs> and I will always remember them fondly for their ability to make people think this team had a chance to win and helping to make me very wealthy. Very sincere of you. Plenty of good skiing at Seven Springs. See you on the slopes. Slopes. <laughs> no, I think they're pretty fat. Is that the J- James Cagney movie? No. no, that's Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah. It's <laughs> different Yankees also. <laughs> Damn Yankees is like the crossroads of baseball, right? The guy, uh, he's Washington Senators fan. They stink. The Yankees win all the time. He hates the Yankees. So the devil appears and makes a deal that'll turn him into this super baseball player who can lead the Senators over ah, the Yankees. Right. It's, an, a, it's kind of like the natural. There's a dramatic conclusion, really. Uh, I'm a pirate doodle dandy. In all the Cagney's movies that, like that, there's one he did um, where he was... Director of a play at West Point, believe it or not, too. He always speaks instead of sings. Because I'm guessing he couldn't really sing. Yeah. But he would get these... He's a big enough star. He would get these acting roles where he had to sing a little bit. He'd just fake his way through I it. don't know what I... I don't know how to sing. <laughs> That's right, James Cagney. That was good that you pulled oh, the James yeah. Cagney you, out there. You dirty rat. <laughs> wow. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
It's four minutes after seven at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Weather Center 11. It's 65 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by mattress firm Val Porter. Synthetic marijuana is likely to blame for the sickening of more than two dozen employees in state facilities. Corrections officials believe the liquefied forms are coming in on paper items, including the pages of books, and then inmates either eat them or smoke the paper man i've just been eating books you know <laughs> trying to pass the time don't the guards wonder what happened to all the books <laughs> yeah what happened to that book oh man i ate that book up is that a is that a euphemism or a, a, <laughs> is that a metaphor for you're just uh really reading a lot uh secretary john wetzel says the drug is clear and odorless making it undetectable there have been at least five reports this month of prison staff members in green fayette and mercer counties becoming ill after having contact with an unknown substance and five employees of the somerset prison got sick just last night after coming in contact with inmates who had likely smoked the drug pennsylvania state prisons remain on lockdown while officials try to get a handle on this a well-known figure in the world of dance who is from the Pittsburgh area has died. Paul Taylor passed away from renal failure at the age of 88 on Wednesday, according to the Paul Taylor Dance Foundation. Taylor from Wilkinsburg was described as one of the greatest choreographers in modern dance in an obituary published in the New York Times. He is perhaps best known for his 1975 work, Esplanade, which was considered to be a masterpiece. Do you have Labor Day plans? I don't. Do you? Eh, Not really. Sean? I'm uh, moving this weekend, so... Oh, well, that's not the normal plan for Labor Day weekend. Four straight days of suffering. It's going to be great. A new survey found two-thirds of Americans do have plans for Labor Day weekend. Number one on the list, 67% going to fire up the grill. Oh, yeah, that's a must. Which we probably will, but just for us, yeah. it's not... I mean, is that a Labor Day weekend? Why, or is why that invite just, anybody over? Is that just, uh, I'm grilling burgers for dinner, so... Uh, nice. 36% will try to get at least one movie in. Sean, you can let us know what the big movies this weekend are. Uh, 35% looking forward to quiet time. Quiet time? I mean, for us, it's a little bit like the quiet before the storm because this is sort of the last weekend of summer. Like it, next week Leads is into the, grind. The, the start of the Steelers season, and then it's just a mad dash till the end of the year. It is crazy because all the schools are back, I would guess, oh, yeah. Tuesday if they haven't started already. So, right. um, 27% want to do something outdoors, 26% plan to go to a party, 23% plan to go shopping, probably to get the end of summer deals. Uh, the survey yeah, also found. Stuff is on sale like crazy right now. I got to get out and do some. <laughs> I'm buying the girls' shop. backpacks for next year. Uh, the survey also found burgers are the top Labor Day food, followed by hot dogs, barbecue chicken, steak, and ribs. Two thirds will booze this weekend. Uh, that's a that, must. That's just every weekend, though. That's, that could that, be. That's up from two thirds last week. <laughs> and if uh, you're going to do some activity that revolves around eating this weekend, a survey also found the average person eats three times more at a barbecue than they would during a normal meal. Yeah. Most people uh, consume about 1,800 calories at a typical barbecue. That's it. While a typical meal at home would be five to 700 calories, which that also seems like a lot. 
Well, if you walked into a restaurant and said, hey, I'll have um, three burgers and two dogs with some potato salad and macaroni. <laughs> right. And then when's the pie coming? Like, you, you, you'd, you'd feel so much shame. But so as long as you're on somebody's deck, it's Unless fine. you're Michael Phelps training for right. the Olympics, you can't consume that many calories. Well, but the other thing is, too, if you're going to something like this, it's probably many hours. So you might be grazing through the day. Or like this weekend, a lot of people are going to go to Rib Fest. Yeah, that you sample a couple rib stations, then you get that, that <laughs> when, you, when you smash the ribs. <laughs> yeah, when you smash those ribs, and then you go over and uh, and see the, the what is it street fried corn? dough and corn? Or what's that? The, the Mexican the, street corn. Yeah. Uh, so this is just food. Those numbers. If you have a few glasses of wine or a couple of beers, uh, that's at least another uh, four hundred calories. So, and did you know there's a hot dog season? I didn't know. I no. didn't know either. Apparently, when, when Labor Day is, is the official it's when you end can of harvest them. Season. You don't want to pull them off the tree until they're ripe. Uh, according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, that's not a that, thing. That, that must be fun to work for them. <laughs> hot dog season begins Memorial Day and ends Labor Day. Okay. What didn't know that? Not, didn't know that at all. It's not. I I'm love not, hot dogs. I'm not going to not have a hot dog until Memorial Day. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Boiled hot dogs, but Come you on. can't take a, a nice young gal out hot dog picking in the <laughs> right. off season. It's right. just they're not in bloom. It's like it's what you do every September. You take the kids to the hot dog patch, and they all get to pick out their own hot dog. <laughs> Take a hot dog hayride. It's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's something different. Uh, Speaking of food, other countries have, I mean, we've got strange food, but other countries seem to pair some strange things together. Uh, Yeah, they sell meat out of vending machines. Right. Pizza Hut in Taiwan just released a new pizza with fried fish sticks on top and pineapple as well. I actually Mm. was on board until you said pineapple. Yeah. I was like, I would probably do that. That sounds like Fried somebody fish, was though. drunk and high and made a pizza. I've had seafood pizza. Right, you've had with seafood pizza. White sauce and like shrimp and clams, but not fish sticks. We've probably had with with French fries on it at some point. Like some, pizza. Yeah. I've never had pizza with French fries on it. I swear, I either I, I dream either I dreamed this pizza or a couple weeks ago I had like a buffalo chicken that had some like like curly fried bits. On I've it. had buffalo Sean, chicken. I think pizza. you might have just stumbled onto an invention there. All right, nobody take that. Nobody's listening, right? Fry pizza. Fry pizza. Uh, Late show host Stephen Colbert says he has suffered from severe anxiety, but performing for an audience has been his key to overcoming it. Colbert told Rolling Stone he once had a nervous breakdown not long after getting married in 1993, got to the point where he did require medication. But when he was on stage, he said the anxiety just melted away, but only for a short while. Since then, he's learned that getting others to laugh is the linchpin to his mental health, and he hasn't stopped. It's crazy. You know, it's it's counterintuitive. You wouldn't think that somebody who performs in front of a lot of people has anxiety. Mm-hmm. But it's very common. And he did a sketch that was actually a similar um, situation to that when he was on the Dana Carvey show with Steve Carell. Uh, it was the sketch. We watched it. We had Joe watch it the other day. It was... Um, waiters that are nauseated by food. Oh yeah, food. that's great. <laughs> and so they're like, can you just tell us the specials? And he's like, Ooh, we have a yellow tail. <laughs> a yellow tail. <laughs> just can't stand it, but you know, gotta the, get over it somehow. 
The man who leaked nude photos of Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Upton, and Kirsten Dunst is heading to prison. George Garofano got his hands on the images after hacking the Apple iCloud 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 hacked into my iCloud <laughs> got a picture of my my boobs he got uh over 200 people back in 2014 he was sentenced this week to eight months behind bars and three years parole three other people involved in the hacking were also found guilty and sentenced to prison what's Uh, what's the motivation on that crime i mean other than to see the pictures sure but then to distribute them it's like ah i will hand this out for free on the internet where I have just proven that you usually can't keep anything secret. Right. <laughs> like, what did what it was his end game here? It's like, I well, I'm going to send a lot of guys uh, taking their phones into the bathroom in the next couple of weeks, and then I'll be famous? Like, what? This is going to sound crazy, but I don't think he thought it all the way through. <laughs> right. Michael Jackson's 1983 thriller music video is getting re-released in IMAX 3D. The pop icon's estate remastering it in celebration of what would have been his 60th birthday back on August 29th. It'll be in IMAX theaters for just one week, and that will begin on September 21st. Partly slenny, uh, chance of rain today, mid-80s for the high. It's 65 now at DVE. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford. Sean Collier joining us now. People want to see a movie this weekend, so what should they go see? Nothing, uh, nothing new. Well, no, that's that's not entirely the case. The, the first one is is good, and and I find myself always wanting movies that are actually for adults. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about porn here. Well, I, okay, <laughs> I'm not talking only about porn here. I mean <laughs> movies that are meant are not meant at all to draw in families or teenagers. Right. Movies that are just Deep, made thought provoking. Even just or action, uh, sure. Even just just you know, aimed, heavy subjects. Heavy subjects are aimed. Uh, you know, you're not trying to catch everybody with, you know, the fancy suits and such. And I do love comic book movies too. But I just want some serious movie making. Alternatively, I also find myself wanting movies where people are going to fight ghosts. <laughs> and usually, the ghost fighting movies and the movies for grown-ups do not go together. That's a combination you don't see all that often. Right. Like shotgunning beers in church. You don't see that. <laughs> or crowds outside Heinz Field wearing respectable pants. These are not natural combinations. <laughs> and yet, this week, a mature, careful, smart movie for grown-ups, which also involves one or more ghost fights. What? It's called The Little Stranger. Uh, it is a gothic horror movie directed by Lenny Abrahamson, who directed Room and has at least one extra syllable in his last name. It's uh, set after World War II. There's a creepy old British house. The family that lives in it are themselves creepy. There's a creepy Wait, doctor who, obsessed with who's them. Who's in this? Is um... Domhnall Gleeson. He's the young guy, redheaded guy who's in everything. Ruth Wilson. Um, Why did I think there was like a big, big star in it? There is not. What movie? Mm. Charlotte Rampling, Will Poulter. He's the guy who was almost going to be Pennywise, and then they found a creepier clown. Um, but he's creepy in this movie because everything is creepy. It's also very talky. They're talking about things. Some of those things are creepy. And that cast is really good. That's kind of, you know, a little under the radar cast. Donald Gleason, when you see him, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he's been in 18 movies. He's the, like, mid level bad guy in the new Star Wars movies, <laughs> the tall, redheaded guy. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. 
The Little Stranger is good. It is a good movie. You're but you're going to have to pay attention to it. If you're like half watching it on the plane or it's on when you're folding laundry or if you're one of those people who goes to the movies and stares at your phone the whole time because you're a human trash can, you're not <laughs> actually going to enjoy it. You have to kind of sink into this one. Yeah. But if you want creepy children and fancy architecture, you're going to be pleased. And who doesn't want creepy children and fancy architecture? I mean, nobody, right? Also, another weird thing. I love science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every year, uh, half of the books I read are science fiction. M- uh, there's always sci-fi movies at the top of my list every year, like Interstellar and Gravity and Arrival. They're some of my favorite movies. But if you tell me it's a sci-fi movie for teenagers... I would probably rather just sit in a dark room for two hours. Yeah. Just, I'll pay you $10, put the air conditioning on, give me a popcorn, and turn out the lights, and I'll sit and get to think for a little bit. That's more interesting to me, usually, than a teen sci-fi movie, because it's soothing. Not necessarily soothing is this movie called Kin, which is out today. There's a, there's, there's a kid, he's 14, he finds a fancy space gun in a abandoned warehouse but then also his brother's just out of jail and bad guys are after his brother and the bad guys uh, you know are chasing him it's a normal like we got a we're on the run road movie with a fancy space gun in it and mm. it's not terrible but i i was never really interested in it and fundamentally it's a movie one way or another, about a 14-year-old who solves all of his problems with an awesome gun, which feels a little weird in 2018. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't think they thought that one all the way through. There's some famous people in that. Dennis Quaid is in it for some reason. Zoe Kravitz, Carrie Coon. That cast is fine. If you love science fiction for 15-year-olds, I go, I this guess. This is your thing. <laughs> and look for a uh, per- villainous performance from James Franco. As apparently the Predators all got together this week and circled, circled <laughs> Friday, August, whatever it is. This is the day we're coming back. If you need another reason not to see the movie, there's a good one. The point is, uh, no one releases must-see movies in late August. I would go sit on a porch somewhere. Is there any <laughs> other movies still in the theater that would be worth what, seeing? What is good right now? It's been a little bit of a grind. Like I said, The Little Stranger is good. Uh, it, it's just not necessarily that turning-your-brain-off Labor Day movie. Right. Um, I I just was generally charmed by Crazy Rich Asians. And everyone I, I know who sees I wanna it. I want to see that. Everyone yeah, I know who goes it. loves it. It's just so pleasant, and we don't get a lot of pleasant in our day-to-day lives. I mean, if you're drunk, go see The Meg. It's a big shark, you know? Did you see Slender Man? I did not, just because I knew it was going to disappoint me. Because I I think that character is creepy. I think the whole internet culture around him is creepy. But the the way that it looked, I was like, this is going to be, this is going to feel like an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Is this based, though, on the true story of the girls who tried to kill their friend? No, no. This is based on the internet legend. The documentary about those two girls, which I think is on HBO, if you have the streaming. Yeah, that's way better. That's really good. I would do that before I went to see Slender Man. Sean Collier. Yeah, that's that's why I'm here. The movie critic who tells you, ah, don't go don't, to the don't movies. Don't go to the movies. It's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, we're going to be joined by Cam Hayward coming up at 745 this morning, uh, given his two cents about, I guess, last night's game. He's going to tell I us mean, not to watch the Steelers this <laughs> season. <laughs> so we'll join. Uh, we'll be joined by Cam shortly. Mike Pursuta on the way with sports as well. It's a DV morning show. Um. 
DVE Sports. I'm Mike Wasuda for DVE Sports, brought to you this hour by Citizens Bank. The preseason finale last night at Heinz Field turned into the Josh Dobbs show. The second year quarterback from Tennessee and the holder of an aerospace engineering degree dissected Carolina. Twitter Eight. turned into Team Dobbs, man. Hashtag keep Dobbs. Eight for twelve, buck fifty-one passing. That's a passer rating of one hundred thirty-seven point five. When you factor in the one touchdown and no interceptions, he also rushed for a touchdown. He just looked like a guy who was in control, in command. The Steelers beat the Panthers thirty-nine to twenty-four. Josh Dobbs knew what he did afterward, and he also knew what he can't afford to do, and uh, what he insists he won't do moving forward. I do think, you know, I played well tonight. I think I, whatever impression I made, I think I made a good impression on whoever. So um, hopefully it's not a last impression. Hopefully, you know, it's just another impression of many to come. So that's the plan. I just want to go play ball, and um, it will all work out in the end. I'll let them. They, it's ultimately their decision. So I can't, I don't really have too much say in it, and I can't let that affect my play. You know, I just got to go out, play ball, um, and just go out and play the game I love. Well, he looked like a guy who was loving what he was doing last night, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he looked like he knew the system and could make plays with his arm or his legs. You're supposed to get the most improvement from your first to your second year, right? You hear Mike Tomlin talk about that all the time. This guy looks uh, light years ahead of where he was last year. For sure. So what do you do with him? There were I keep him. Reports he was trying to tra- they were trying to trade him. Do you cut him? Uh, let's, let's look at the roster now. Uh, you know, since we got a few minutes here. It's not etched in stone anywhere that you can't keep four quarterbacks. It's unusual, but it's not against the rules. So if they And the want, Steelers have done it before. If they, if they want, they can do it again. Ben's the starter. Landry Jones is the established backup, and he is number two. That's People need to understand that about this. If they keep Josh Dobbs, it's not going to be to be the backup. Right. It's because he is a guy of great potential and upside who appears to be progressing. Uh, Mason Rudolph's the guy you drafted this year. You spent a third-round pick on him. He's got great potential upside. He might be Ben's eventual replacement, so you're not getting rid of him. You, you keep Dobbs because you keep Dobbs. Because he's, he's qualified. Got well, some, he's more than qualified. He's got some skills. You don't, you don't keep because mm-hmm. you think necessarily he's going to help you this year, but you don't know what the future holds, so you keep him. Let's say you do that. Four quarterbacks. Running back, five. Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Jalen Samuels, Roosevelt Knicks, and I'm keeping Stephen Ridley over Fitz Tucson. Me too. Stephen Ridley's a veteran guy, 4.2 career average on 714 carries. Looked like the old Stephen Ridley last night. Granted, it was against nobodies, but I'd like one uh, other veteran running back besides Bell. I I just think that helps that position. Wide receiver, six. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Darius Hayward-Bay, Ryan Switzer, the new return guy, and I guess Justin Hunter over the rest. Justin Hunter has been uh, a career tease in the NFL, and I got a feeling he's going to be that again, but he is a veteran guy. Made some catches. Sure. I can live with that. Tight end, uh, presuming they're they're healthy enough, Vance McDonald, uh, Jesse James, and Xavier Grimble, and eight offensive linemen, the, the five starters plus B.J. Finney, Chooks Akora four, and Matt Filer. There's, there's your 26 offensive players. Defensive line. There's been a lot of talk about Dan McCullers this preseason. 
why? <laughs> yes, why? Well, they gave him an extension. He didn't show up on the stat sheet again last night. I don't know how many snaps he played, but he's done nothing for a long time now. Are you going to keep Dan McCullers to not dress him every week? Because they're going to dress five. And the, the, the three starters, Cam Hayward, Javon Hargrave, and Stephon Tuitt, then you have two good backups in Tyson Alu-Alu and uh, LT Walton. Why is Dan McCullers going to be we, on this? Mike, day? we've been talking about this last year since they kept him on the roster and let James Harrison walk out the door. Yeah. You got Josh Frazier, who you drafted. You can get him on your practice squad. If something happens, you bring him up. You're going to keep Dan McCullers over Josh Dobbs? Clearly, they're terrified that another divisional rival will hurt them with this guy whose name I've never really heard until this moment. <laughs> like, I've heard it, but I've never really thought about it. Well, you've heard it only when people reference right. his freakishly big stature yeah he's bigger than everyone else and he does nothing with it uh linebacker <laughs> I, I got eight linebackers uh the outside guys tj watt bud dupree anthony Ciccolo, and then because of the uh, injury to ola denny i think that complicates his availability uh either farrington huguenin who would be my pick or keon adams and then uh four inside guys uh the two starters john bostick and vince williams Matthew Thomas ain't going anywhere. Nope. And then you can have either Tyler Matikiewicz or L.J. Ford. I don't care which one. Pick who you want. Do you need both of those guys? Probably not. No, absolutely. I'd probably take L.J. Ford. And then uh, 10 defensive backs uh, at corner. You've got uh, Joe Hayden, Artie Burns, Brian Allen, Mike Hilton, who's your nickel back, and uh, Cam Sutton, who can also play some safety. And then at the safety position, uh, you got your starters, Morgan Burnett and Sean Davis. Terrell Edmonds, the number one pick. Uh, I'll throw Jordan Dangerfield in there just because he's been hanging around a long time. Sure. And he's played some games. And he gets no respect. Very little. You have to no respect him. I'm giving him a little by keeping him on the team. And Nat Burre, Burre uh, I think he's the personal protector on the punt team, so I think that's an acknowledgement to special teams. And he's played some games in the league. Uh, I'm going to get rid of Cody Sensabaugh and Deshaun Phillips. They had to go to Cody Sensabaugh last year. What what happened then? Um, not good things. Yeah. So there's your 10 DBs, 24 defenders, three specialists, uh, Cam Kennedy, the long snapper, uh, Boswell, the kicker, and a punter. It's either Jordan Berry or Matt Weil. They both punted last night. They both held last night. If if Boswell and uh, special teams coordinator Danny Smith think that Wow can hold well, then uh, he's my guy. Because I think Jordan Berry's just been inconsistent. I don't really care. It's the punter. Somebody's got to punt. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, as long as you're not punting it backwards, it's all pretty much the same. But uh, there's your 53. It's not that hard to keep Josh Dobbs. You just got to get over the four quarterback thing. Oh, have my God. Play, have, I, I mean, have him play special teams. <laughs> he can run down there and tackle someone. He's fast. Sometimes you I'm just got to do something guy. different. Yeah, do what's best well, for I you. I mean, what's the, the big deal? Dan McCullers. Well, they obviously saw something in him, Mike, because they gave him an extension. Yeah, one year, which you don't have to pay. Why, why would they do that, though? I don't know. I don't know why. You know... His moment of truth was last year when they were limping to the finish and the defensive line was all banged up. Yep. And they didn't even dress him for that Jacksonville game. If he wasn't going to help him then, what can he possibly do 
of significance down the road. And I was, you know, I, I'm like everybody else, guys. With the second the echoes of the announcement that Mason Rudolph had been drafted had wafted into wherever echoes go, I wrote off Josh Dobbs. But he's just been steadily better all preseason. And the quarterback position is important enough. I don't, I, I don't think you can afford to just chuck one that you think might be good someday. Me neither. Cuts have to be made by four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, we'll see. What when, you, when do you think we'll start hearing the cuts today? I don't know. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, not I real don't concerned. Care. <laughs> Thanks, by, Mike. By we'll, four o'clock uh, Saturday, they'll have fifty-three. What time do you leave today? Uh, three ten. Beautiful. Quick flight up to Beantown. Pearl Jam Sunday at Fenway Park. Nice. Good weekend for you. I hope Eddie Vedder doesn't uh, get cut. Cam Hayward going to be joining us. <laughs> he will be our guest once again every week here during the Steelers uh, season. We're your flagship station for Steelers football, 102.5 DVE. There's Center 11. It's 68 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Senator John McCain will lie in state in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda today. The rotunda will be open for public viewing this afternoon. The Arizona Republican and decorated war veteran served in the Senate for three decades. A memorial for McCain is scheduled tomorrow at Washington National Cathedral. He will be buried at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland on Sunday. Cardinal Donald Wuerl's name is no longer visible on a sign outside North Catholic High School in Cranberry Township. Calls to remove the name began after the former Pittsburgh bishop and current Archbishop of Washington was accused of covering up child abuse in the Pittsburgh Diocese in a recently released grand jury report. Current Pittsburgh Bishop David Zubik said Whirl also requested that removal, saying he didn't want to distract from the purpose of students' education. Whirl's name on the sign was also vandalized last week. So what are the most annoying little things that happen in your day-to-day life? The top 10 are ATM fees. Yeah. Washing your clothes and realizing you left a Kleenex in the pocket. What does that do? I've never done that because I don't use Kleenexes. I was going to say, you don't do laundry. <laughs> no, I do some laundry. Oh, good. Uh, if it just shreds in the washing machine and then it, there's little particles Confetti all over Confetti all over your yeah. clothes. Drivers who don't follow the rules. That That's, jag off cut would, me off. That uh, results in much road rage. One of the, uh, I'm so happy to be moving off of Mount Washington for the, and it's a great neighborhood. I liked living there. For some reason, people cannot stay on their side of the road. <laughs> like I think the hills and and some of them are a little narrow. Oh, yeah. Some but of them get parking tight. everywhere. You, you'll have a road that there's more than enough room for us to pass each other, and people will either drive straight into you or pull over and wave you like they're directing planes at the airport. Like if you don't come yeah. right now, we're gonna have problems. Like there's room for everybody. You just don't get to have a first down on either side of your car right now. <laughs> <laughs> lateness yeah, I I that's hate a big pet peeve of yours to be late and when other people are late yeah like 5 10 maybe 15 minutes half hour 40 minutes no way uh people who eat loudly or are too messy when they eat spilling something or on your cook clothes stinky beef in the uh, workplace <laughs> in the work microwave spilling something on your clothes 
Oh, yeah, that's super I mean, annoying. I do that all the time. <laughs> I get it. Honestly, it's genetic. My mom does it. It's just something we do. If I have a white T-shirt on, guaranteed there's a stain right in the middle of it. You got to carry one of those sticks to get the stain out before oh, yeah, it sets. yeah, stain stick. Uh, this one... <laughs> Keep it in your back pocket like a vape pen and just pull it out. Whip it out. People gotta remember who, to take it out of my pocket before I put it before in the laundry. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, people who think the rules don't apply to them. Yeah. That makes me crazy. Yeah. Like, do you mean just in your regular life or in, people around the workplace? No, 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 no. Just anywhere. Out there in the world. Out there in the world. Yeah. If you that's just usually, follow the rules, it would just, there would be order. Well, that's why I usually hate flying because the day of a flight, everybody comes the CEO of their own company and think <laughs> that they're way too important and get just way too self-absorbed and they're just at their worst self. I like the guy in, you know, the 28th row who the thing dings because the plane stopped moving like it finished taxiing to the gate Immediately and he gets on right up. Where are you going? There are nowhere. A hundred people in front of you in a space the size of a cardboard box. What do you just so you can stand up and push your belly into my face while I'm still <laughs> sitting? Well, he just read uh, "Awaken the Giant Within" by Tony Robbins, and right. he's gonna he's gonna win the day. The one that kills me is people who let their dogs run loose, especially at the park when there are signs all over the place that say "Dogs must be leashed." Ah, oh, it just burns me. Uh, someone not saying please or thank you. People cutting in line. People not listening to you. Those are all things that... What were you just saying? <laughs> <laughs> Some things that just miss the top ten. Your phone battery dying. All the time? Yeah. It's either dying or just about to go into the the... The, yellow <laughs> my, the red the battery saver comes on mine's having a charging problem and i was uh, uh i left a concert in cleveland last week at like 10 30 at night and about 45 minutes later it died and i had to find my way from cleveland to pittsburgh with no gps oh my god and i felt be... i felt like magellan i was like <laughs> we're just gonna sail east until we hit something Odysseus. Oh my! It was it was invigorating. I was like, I got to do this all on my own. I've got to scan the radio for entertainment. It would be, be uh, spectacular when you got home, though. Yeah. I got you know. my oh, great. my iPhone um, screen fixed yesterday, mm -hmm. and it took you know the it took the Apple Store an hour and a half mm. to do it. I felt. Like I was completely like in the wild. Lost. Mm -hmm. Like I was off the grid completely, like just felt disconnected from everything and was like, oh, wait, remember when we all used to just be wherever mm -hmm. we were together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead, now everybody's off in some Twitter world or everybody's just walking with their heads down and their head in their phone. And you you don't know what to do when you don't have that option. Well, and the, uh, the crazy, I was in Cleveland alone. And so, like, in between bands, I just stood there and existed. I was like, is this what we used to just do? Just like a statue. Yeah. Just look at the people around you. Did look you at end that up talking no, to anybody? Are... No. no. <laughs> let's, um, let's not go nuts. I'm not making conversation with a stranger. People I thought there was going to be a breakthrough. Thought, what is wrong with that guy just standing just there by himself? Standing and staring. 
A South Korean man has to get his arm amputated after eating bad sushi. The New England Journal of Medicine says the 71-year-old man developed a fever and had pain in his left hand just hours after eating the sushi. The journal says the unnamed patient went to the hospital two days later with large blisters on his hand. Ah. Doctors diagnosed it as a type of flesh-eating bacteria contracted by eating raw or undercooked seafood. Uh, They tried to treat it with antibiotics, but the blisters got worse and started spreading up his arms. Surgeons, uh, his arms, surgeons eventually did have to amputate. Uh, The journal says that cost me an arm and a leg. (laughs) Literally, I mean the price wasn't bad. The journal says the patient did quite well after the amputation and was sent home. God, that's just awful. I mean, just don't look. If you can buy sushi and tires at the same place, I wouldn't go with that sushi. <laughs> don't go to a cash register with sushi and like a potted plant. And that's... I want to say something to the people that sell tires. We don't expect you to have sushi. No, that's not same. something you need to offer us. We're, uh, all, we're all set. Just want to get the tires rotated. Don't need a California roll. When was the last time, and this is something that drives me nuts too, uh, when was the last time you got or gave a wet willy? Probably a while. Can't remember. I'm gonna I'm probably just gonna, thirty years. I don't can't think of a specific instance, but I'm gonna blame John Dick Winters. That seems yeah. like something he <laughs> That is one of the grossest things yeah. I can think of. I can tell you the next time I'm going to give a wet willy. <laughs> Immediately when I pick up both of my kids from school today. <laughs> Double wet willy. A 47-year-old man in Florida is now facing charges for his wet willy, Joseph Sorecci. <laughs> it's not. It's, Wait, what is... Can you clarify that? It's not exactly what you're thinking. That but, came out sounding way worse. Way, way worse. Because, because the way, that's like, to me, that's the five way, years in jail. The way we heard it, it happens pretty much yeah, all the time. It's, it's, that that wouldn't be news. That's just not cool. Uh, Joseph Sorrenti was lying on the living room floor. <laughs> he was drunk. And uh-huh. his girlfriend came home from work while well, he started... <laughs> Again, this is a normal story. <laughs> <laughs> it is Florida. Uh, he started arguing with her about being rude, so she's like, I'm getting out of here, I'm going to my friend's house, but he jumped in the car and went along. <laughs> he kept drinking while they were there, so while they were driving home, she was driving... He reached over and gave her a wet willy. <laughs> oh, my God. Why, she's driving? Yes. Did she drive off a cliff? Uh, he is now facing facing battery charges for it. After they got home, he kept arguing with her and was throwing things in the house. She called police. <laughs> I'm so, it wasn't until this conversation that I realized what a ridiculous name that is. <laughs> wet wet willy? <laughs> We've been saying that all these years? <laughs> Yeah, what kind of old, old-timey old right. guy, creepy, like, I'm going to give this little girl a what willy? Maybe some guy just you did You can't do that. That's jailable. Maybe some old guy just kept doing it, so he's like, somebody said, you got to watch out for old wet willy right. over there, and that's where the name came if from. If you see his pointer finger glistening, run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture the cop showing up like, put the weapon down, sir, and he's just sitting there with both fingers, totally oh. slobbered. Uh, <laughs> Steven Tyler, Kid You never Rock. take me alive, cop, huh? 
Uh, Steven Tyler, Kid Rock, Jason Isbell, and Michael McDonald are among the artists on a tribute album honoring the legendary Muscle Shoals Sound Studio in Alabama. Muscle Shoals Small Town Big Sound is due out September 28th. The first single is a cover of the Rolling Stones' Brown Sugar, done by Tyler and Nuno Betancourt of Extreme. The album was recorded at Fame Studios in Muscle, Muscle Shoals over the past year. Finally, it was a night of celebration and remembrance at the Aretha Franklin Tribute Concert in Detroit last night. More than 40 artists performed the Queen of Souls hits for a sold-out crowd at Shane Park. Singer Sherry Black belted out Natural Woman. Tyler Perry, Kurt Carr, Patti LaBelle also took the stage to pay their respects. That concert followed a third and final public viewing of Franklin's body. She had another wardrobe change yesterday. Unbelievable. Uh, She wore gold yesterday. Uh, Her funeral will take place today at Greater Grace Temple in Detroit. It will include a lineup of musical performances from Stevie Wonder, Jennifer Hudson, Faith Hill, and more. There will also be speeches from former President Bill Clinton and Reverend Jesse Jackson. Franklin died at her home in Detroit earlier this month after a battle with pancreatic cancer. She was 76. I remember when Michael Jackson had his um, service, and it was, I think it was at the Staples Center. I remember like right. Usher singing and like Beyonce. It was like a crazy concert. But to your point, I don't know how she keeps changing outfits. I don't either. She had a, That's a different be outfit every day. They got to be tearaway outfits, or it's just the top half. No, like the one the she was off. totally uncovered because she had. What do you mean? She had like I think Christian Louboutin shoes, like stiletto heels on. Oh my god. I thought you meant like they had her like standing up. No, 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 no. She was in a coffin, but like no blanket over her. Right. Not tucked in. Right. Like you usually see. Why do they do that? That's weird. Um, I don't know. Save money on pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Partly sunny. Slight chance of rain today, mid 80s for the high. It is 67 at DBE. I'm Val Porter with Mike Brasuda and uh, Bill Crawford and Sean Collier, Randy Bauman out. 845 will be joined by Cam Hayward. See if he's ever uh, gotten a wet willy. Nobody would dare give Cam Hayward a wet willy. Aren't there ear holes in helmets? Yes. What if somebody did that? Well, that would (laughs) be... They would have to have Arsenio Hall-length fingers (laughs) (laughs) to actually get to the ear. Uh, So we'll talk with Cam coming up. Mike's got sports at the bottom of the hour. It's a DV... It's a DVE morning show. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford, Mike Pursuta, Sean Collier in with us this morning as well. Randy is out sick, we think. He was sick for a couple of days. Pretty sure he's just making sure he's all better. Joining us now, Cam Hayward, sponsored by Don's Appliances. Good morning, Cam. How are you? Hello? Oh, yeah, Cam is not on. Oh, it's 745. (laughs) This is... Cam, are you Why there? Why didn't somebody tell me that when I said after sports, Cam's up next? I thought he meant later. nobody was paying attention. Well, you're going into it, and I looked out at the sheet, and I said, it's not 8.45 already. I'm not that out of it. I saw the sheet, but then I'm conditioned to believe the sheet's wrong because it was already screwed up once this week. <laughs> oh, well, whenever you said I'm a music bed, up. whenever you said I need to give me a music bed, I thought, all right, whoa, Val's... Uh, throwing another segment going here let's yeah. do it let's just, rock and roll i had to give joe a shot there i love him but he was complaining during one of the breaks about a kickball injury 
<laughs> he wasn't. In, in fairness just, to him, I'm going to stand up for Joe right mm-hmm. now. He wasn't defending a kickball injury or complaining about it. You're you right. Just, you were. You, you were asked asked I asked it. him. You were asking because right. he had a gnarly uh, scrape on his uh, calf. All right. So he gets credit in retrospect after further review for being a uh, gritty, gutty yeah. kickball player. Here's here's He's my the Johnny Hustle. Of he kickball. plays through injuries in kickball. Here's my kickball injury. It's time I admitted this publicly. I think I was about eight years old. <laughs> And I I I, uh, I ran up and, and and took a big swing, you know, like I was aiming yeah. I was aiming to to get it over you somebody's roof. Wanted to roof. kick it to the moon. Yeah, uh, missed entirely. Oh, that's the worst. And and shoe go into the outfield? No. Somehow I planted the the kicking foot directly onto the ball. Oh, in, that's in, in just such a way ah. that I did a Three Stooges esque. 180 and landed <laughs> straight on my head, right? I was That's fine. Impressive. I, I care. I don't think I went to the hospital. I, 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 ultimately, I was fine, except that after that, for a good year, my parents required that I wear a helmet to play kickball. <laughs> so, so, do you want to play kickball? Uh, yes, I do. And I would run home and get my bike helmet and come back. I picture you in the hospital after your first time playing kickball with a halo. Like you're, you're just right. in a full body cast. What happened? I just, you know, I tried to kick a ball. Yeah. And really the worst thing ever Really happened. trying to lean into it. You know, the only justification, speaking of leaning into it, yeah. the only justification for kickball there was a a video tweeted coincidentally enough by Graham Gano, the uh, Carolina Panthers kicker, mm-hmm. over the summer. Yeah, I saw and he, was, it. he was playing kickball in the driveway with his wife and his little kids, and they rolled the ball, and he kicked it. I mean, the moonshot didn't get yeah. elevation this quickly. Mm-hmm. There, there were these trees over it, the mountains. It went yeah. over, <laughs> and just it was gone. He and kicked he, a kickball further than Uncle Rico thought he could throw a football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kicked it like the Super Bowl was on the line. <laughs> yeah. And then he's going around their little makeshift bases mm-hmm. with his hands up, and he's damming it up. And his kids are just looking at him like, Dad, the ball's gone. <laughs> and he was laughing the whole time. His neighbors probably never have to buy a kickball. They're like, just wait. As soon as the dad comes home, we'll have another kickball. The that- people in the neighboring towns don't have to buy kickballs. <laughs> That's the thing. It's an ultimately frivolous sport that requires a separate ball. You can't use a soccer um, ball. It's going to go thing. too far. Not all the time. Here's my kickball story. All right. I'm in Regent Square School, elementary school. Mm-hmm. I was I was upset that I was there because you said I was. You play kickball and they beat the crap out of you. Is no, that the story? No, it is not the story. We didn't have a kickball, <laughs> so we played kickball with a basketball mm-hmm. indoors. Oh, that gotta hurt your toes. And I was the goalie. Wait or wait, wait a minute. Hold this, on a second. I was playing this in is a different sport, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is you're describing soccer. No, 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 no. Okay, so we were playing home run derby in in this gymnasium with a basketball, with a basketball, <laughs> with kick, like but playing kickball. So and why is there a goalie? Well, I w- it, I wasn't the goalie. I was just standing up against a wall. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Yeah. And so it kind of right. felt like I was a goalie. Okay. And somebody kicked the ball so hard that I tried to catch it. It flew right through my hands because it had. It was a basketball where it looked like, I I don't know, like a just a greased 
and just totally worn down ball, mm-hmm. and it went right through my hand, smacked me in the face, and my head hit off the brick wall, <laughs> and the next thing I know, I woke up at home. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. You should have got Collier's helmet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I started wearing a helmet just around town and to school. That was, and I still wear one today. That was my mother's way of dealing. Not like learn to kick the damn ball. Keep failing, but with a helmet on. That's <laughs> We don't trust you to get this right. So. Follow right. your dreams, but wear a helmet. <laughs> well, Cam Hayward going to join us at 845 this morning. Well, now we little, know what uh, the segment's going to be about. A little uh, premature there. Yeah. Um Sean, you saw Dee Snyder last weekend. Oh, yeah. Big, big turnout at Jurgles. He sounds fantastic. He d- I listened to his new record. Yeah. His voice sounds great. He sounds great. Uh, uh, the band made a lot of noise. It, it's it's really interesting because I think... Not Twisted Sister. Not it's Twisted Sister. Dee it's Snyder. just his touring band. Yeah. I feel like if you had Twisted... If, if Twisted Sister came to town, they'd play Starlake. But with Dee Snyder... Definitely. It's it's Jurgles for two hundred people. Yeah, well, he's uh, a new like it's a it's a pretty aggressive metal album out. Yeah, no, yeah, he said he had people from uh, uh, I think he mentioned Lamb of God and Killswitch Engage, Hatebreed maybe, and Hatebreed yeah. were the people on this album. Wait, but what was the crowd like? Because I think of Jurgles as like you know nice folk that come in there and have uh, buffalo chicken tenders. It was. You know, forty percent the crowd at Star Lake for Slayer, and sixty percent people eating their nachos. Right. Which is that might be that was actually my first time at Jurgles. That might be my favorite thing about it is like, oh, you kind of want to see Emerson from Emerson Lake and Palmer, but you don't want to make separate dinner plans. Jurgles is the place for you. Knock, well, knock. We had we Who's had him there? Emerson. We had him on the uh, show last Friday. He's always a great interview. Oh, He's he is. so easy to talk to, but. Uh, Here's how we met D. Snyder. It's DVE. I wanna rock! DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit of Fort DVE Sports. 39-24 Steelers over the Panthers last night. Now it's time to cut the roster and get on with the business of the regular season, which starts on September the 9th at Cleveland. Rosters have to be reduced to 53 by 4 p.m. Saturday. And uh, a lot of times in these situations, the veteran guys are relatively secure, and it's the young guys, particularly the undrafted ones, who are trying desperately to make an NFL roster. But uh, the Steelers have a little role reversal going on as it uh, relates to that. Running back Steven Ridley is an established NFL veteran, but he's probably squarely on the bubble. Ridley has missed some time this preseason due to an injury, and uh, his last uh, couple of seasons have not gone the way he's wanted them to go. But Ridley is a guy who rushed for a combined 2,036 yards with the Patriots in 2012 and 2013. Since then, he has been with the Jets, Detroit, Indianapolis, Atlanta, and the Steelers briefly last season. He's only played three games in the last two years, he's only played 17 games in the last four years. But after carrying eight times and rushing for 39 yards last night against Carolina, Stephen Ridley announced that as far as his game is concerned, he's back. Man, I'm on it right now. And uh, I'm not saying that being cocky or anything like that. I said it as humbly as possible. Um, the last couple of years have been tough. And I've just been waiting for this shot to get back on, on the field in between the white lines and show what I can do. So uh, I'm ready to play. 
And um, I, I, I said that a long time ago, and I've just been waiting on my opportunity to show and present itself, and I'm very thankful for it. So uh, I just have to keep stacking those days and make sure they're more positive days than negative, and I'll keep pushing forward, and that's what I'm going to do. Now you look at that running back position, and uh, we're all assuming Le'Veon Bell's going to show up and be the guy. Uh, James Conner has established himself this preseason. Jalen Samuels, the fifth-round pick out of NC State, looks like he's done the same. Fullback Roosevelt Nix isn't going anywhere. Uh, is there room for five running backs on the roster? And if so, is it Ridley or Fitz Toussaint? I'm keeping Ridley. If I like me. Ridley. Yeah, I, uh, We've seen Fitz Toussaint. He's been good. He's a good special teamer. Had an unfortunate fumble that ended one of our seasons. Very unfortunate. Although, you know, I looked this up in the rule book. The defense was permitted to stop the Broncos after Toussaint fumbled. Oh, they were? They were. Okay, I didn't know that. You must have looked deep in the book. They did they did not. But We'll see what the Steelers are thinking eventually. As for those uh, undrafted rookies, Matthew Thomas, a linebacker from Florida State, is one of those guys, and uh, he's a little bit of a different undrafted rookie. It uh, wasn't ability that prevented him from being drafted. He's known that all along. I always felt comfortable. You know, I had a lot of issues, you know, in the past, so I know that that's probably a, a reason I, I didn't get drafted, but I know I had enough, you know, um, in the tank to get drafted. I'm just happy, to, I'm just happy for the, uh, the opportunity the Steelers gave me, you know, and just give me a chance to come and prove myself, so Hopefully I did that. Yeah, another splash play last night. Sack, strip, catches the fumble out of the air. 75-yard return to the one-yard line. He was upset he didn't score. <laughs> and it speed is one of his greatest attributes. Right. He, he said he couldn't remember the last time he had to run that long. He just ran he, out of gas. He hit the wall and uh, got caught from behind. <laughs> uh, you heard him reference uh, you know, some of the issues that he's had in the past. His resume at Florida State includes getting suspended for six games for violating team rules in 2014. Then he was uh, academically ineligible the next year. His mother died of lung disease, and he didn't deal with that. Uh, as, well, it's a tough thing to deal with at that right. age, at any age, but particularly at that age. So it, it hasn't been smooth sailing for Thomas, but I, I, I think people who have been paying attention figured he was on the team going into last night. And that was, uh, well, Mike Tomlin called it an exclamation point. Uh, what a play. I agree with that assessment. What Kids a are freak. That's, you got guys that can do that. You got to find ways to get them on the field. Agreed. And they're, they're exploring those. And uh, Matthew Thomas is going to be part of the Steelers in 2018. Uh, a couple guys might not be because of injury. Uh, a significant knee injury suffered uh, by Malik Golden, safety at... Mike Tomlin's words, significant knee injury. Oh, that was gruesome. I thought he had a chance. And uh, the outside linebacker, Ola Adeni, who's had uh, a splash preseason and uh, made another sack last night. Does he, he look like uh, the old 92 coming off the edge or what? You know, the bend I, that he has? He's a smaller guy. And yeah, it's not, I've heard that, and it's not uh, outrageous. And the strip sack, like he just comes around the corner. With that bend that defies gravity, and then gets that uh, that wing up. Let's put it this way: when you watch him play in number ninety-two, you think of James Harrison a lot more than you think of James Ferrier when you watch number fifty-one John Bostic play. <laughs> yes. And look, it's, I think it's uh, not just the number. I think Ola's a guy that could sleep in our team meetings this year. I think he could <laughs> fill those shoes. 
Yeah, he just got the severity of the hamstring is uh, the issue, and uh, they're going to have to figure something out there. But he he certainly did uh, all he could as an undrafted rookie. Pirates lost to the Cardinals five to nothing last night in St. Louis. They only got six hits. Starling Marte got three of them. Joe Musgrove uh, gave up a couple of home runs, including one to the pitcher. You can't do that. No. You can't do that. Pirates fall to 65 and 69. They are in Atlanta for the first of three starting tonight. James Tyone getting the ball. And Andrew McCutcheon uh, heading to New York, New York. How do you think he'll look in pinstripes? Pretty good. Yankees uh, agree to a deal to acquire McCutcheon for a couple of minor league prospects. Him and Walker. Damn Yankees. They're getting the band back together, but they're doing it in New York. Incredible. That's your DVE Sports. Thanks, Mike. Coming up, we will speak with Cam Hayward. And uh, Cam, are we sure about that? Um, Going to end up talking about Red Rover for twelve minutes at eight forty-five. <laughs> so um, we'll talk with him this morning <laughs> as we get ready to get into the regular season with the Steelers on DVE. It's a DVE morning show. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford, Mike Rasuda, Sean Collier in studio with us this morning, and Randy Valman out sick. But joining us now, uh, sponsored by Don's Appliances, Cam Hayward. Good morning, Cam. Good morning. How are you guys? Happy. So good. Happy Steeler season. Yeah. Thrilled the preseason, preseason is over, Cam. Preseason is over. Doing backflips at the preseason <laughs> is over. <laughs> Farewell to the preseason. Do you, get to a, do you get to a point where you're like just chomping at the bit? You're like, let's go. Let's do the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just because... Uh, Obviously, you want to play more, and you know uh, you want these games to count. And I understand you're looking at different players, but uh, you know the goal is to get to a Super Bowl, and you know the regular season matters so much. Mm-hmm. You lay the outfit out already for Cleveland, or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it's picked out yet. I still gotta uh, look at my wardrobe. Are you a suit guy? Like, do you travel in in? Uh... Casual wear or business attire? Uh, depends on the uh, weather. Honestly, you know when it when it get more when it gets more cold, then I'll you know go to the suit just because uh, you, you want to get that uh, big suit on and mm-hmm. uh, stay warm. But uh, I'm usually just like uh, a button down and a khakis type of guy uh, until uh, it starts to get cold out here. See, for me, it's more the location. If you guys are going to New York, I want to look sharp. <laughs> Cleveland, I don't care what I'm going to wear to that game. Sweatpants yeah. and slides. Coaches, shorts. So, Bill, who are you trying to impress in New York? <laughs> yeah, you never know, Cam. You never know. <laughs> Big city nights. Stuff happens yeah. in New York. Oh, wow. <laughs> are you going to continue to wear, uh, in the regular season when you go out for coin tosses, are you going to continue to wear the Gilligan hat? No, that that's that's preseason cam all the way. Uh, yeah, cam cam goes fishing in the preseason, but uh, we're we're done with it for now. It's a good look. <laughs> do you uh, go? Do you go fishing? No. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, <laughs> I thought maybe for real. Part. I don't even fish. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all the look. Hey, cam, I know uh, there's a lot involved with how many preseason games are played uh, it's financial and 
Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to try to go to 18 games. There would have to be a lot of uh, discussion about that. But just for what it's worth, are four preseason games too many? I don't think so because, you know, you go down the two preseason games, are you really just going to play, you know, um, the guys who don't really get a shot one game and then, you know, the other games to your starters because you want to get them involved? So I think those four games are critical um, for young guys especially, you know, new guys coming into this league. Um, And then, you know, guys who are just trying to make their mark, you know, you want to see that growth. and if you take away more preseason games, um, you know I don't think they develop as well um, because you need that that time. Um, you know, it, I I almost compare it, if they were go to a two game system, it's like they're playing the Senior Bowl. You know, you get one game and that's it. Um, you know, I think we uh, I think an eighteen game schedule is a lot, uh, and I don't think the players are going to go for that. Anybody make the team last night? You think? Uh, well, I think Matthew Thomas is just a freak athlete. Uh, the speed he's got uh, is crazy. The, um, you know, Closing speed that. isn't great. Getting in the end zone <laughs> seemed to be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> hey, if, if he gets us to the one every single time, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> Close uh, enough. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, he's a... He's a heck of a kid. He's quiet, um, you know. But uh, those Florida State linebackers uh, have done pretty well for us. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't really make decisions most of the time, <laughs> or all the time. So um, you know, I, I know it's going to be a tough weekend for so many guys, and um, I just hope it's tough on these coaches for for them to have to make these decisions. Do you ever lobby? Heck no. That's a, that's above my pay grade. Um, you know, those, 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 those coaches in the front office have um, already been looking at it since day one. Um, you know, it's, it's their decision because, um, you know, there's been pl- plenty of guys that I thought would have made the team, but, you know, those, those are their calls because they see something. You mentioned how long a season is would or would be at 18 games, Cam. And, I mean, 16 games isn't much less. It's a grind. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you get through it? Because, to me, recovery has to be a huge part of it. And we kind of got a glimpse into the window whenever there was the hard knocks in Cincinnati. James Harrison getting, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars having masseuses and people stick, you know, 380 uh, acupuncture needles into his <laughs> <laughs> walrus-like skin. What, right. what, what's your program like on that front? Uh, a lot of stretching. Um, I'm usually getting either two massages a week, uh, cold tub before the game at the hotel. Um, you know, it's a it's a numerous amount of things just because, uh, you know, it's like you're getting into a car wreck as, on Sunday, and then you're preparing to get into one the next Sunday. <laughs> right. uh, you know, so it's uh, it's an ongoing process. Um, the practices you use to toughen your body and harden, but you know, outside of practice, uh, the preparation goes into keeping your body uh, ready for a 16 to 22 game uh, or you know 20 games in. Because uh, it's, it's going to be uh, it's a dogfight, uh, you know. It's it's not a a one game thing. It's a complete you know marathon 
um, where you have to be ready for each part of it because uh, the game, this football, is going to bring you break you down as soon as possible. Cam, any big uh, cookout plans for the Labor Day weekend? Oh, uh, you guys have a big cookout. Might. Um, I know uh, me and my my family might go to Cleveland just go to see my wife, um, wife's uh, family. But uh, I think uh, I might I might throw some ribs out. Uh, do a little bit of chicken. That's your go-to. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your wife's from Cleveland. Yeah. And you're going to go to Cleveland this weekend, maybe. I'm going to do some scouting. You're going to walk around <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> maybe go to an Indians game. Uh, I don't know about all that. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Cam, we were talking earlier about. They, uh, they have to know who you are in Cleveland, right? No, they they forget. I'm just I'm just a common folk there. Cam, we were talking earlier about uh, kickball. Did you ever play kickball growing up? Heck yes, I love kickball. Um, they have adult you know. kickball leagues in Pittsburgh. See, see, but when I played in like elementary school, uh, I was already bigger than everybody else. <laughs> I just remember taking like the, we had some women who were pitching the ball, and I think I smacked the teacher in the face with the ball a couple times. It it wasn't a pretty sight. And I remember we used to have tetherball, too. And tetherball got very competitive at a young age. So uh, those are two sports that really stick out where I was too big for the game already. Did you ever see that video that was online of Mendenhall playing tetherball by himself? Oh, my God. It's it's bizarre. I think I did, but... He was doing like karate with yes. it and everything. Yeah, that's 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 a little weird. Is tetherball what Napoleon Dynamite played? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Tetherball, and if you get that ball flying fast enough, it it can do some damage. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you surprised sure. Mendenhall would be associated with an activity that you just described as a little weird? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Richard was. Uh, well, he's from Illinois. Let's 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 be honest. Uh, <laughs> Illinois University isn't the the cream of the crop. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, he's doing pretty well for himself. He's got that show Baller, so you know, uh, yeah. uh, obviously, he knows something. Cam Hayward brought to us by Don's Appliances. Appreciate you joining us, and let's go for the regular season. Let's get yeah, in I can't it. wait. Let's get to work. All right, yeah, we'll hey, talk to you a, soon. Have Cam. a great time in Cleveland. You'll be the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're coming next week. Don't act like you're you're just gonna bail on us. Next well, week, next right. week is the party. Trip, though. I'm not going on purpose for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, you're gonna enjoy Cleveland. Be at all the bars. I, I uh, know. I'll be at the hotel yeah, bar. You got me there. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you soon, Cam. Thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. I'll yeah, have news coming up next, and Mike uh, with a full sports report. Report talking more Cleveland's Steelers. Cleveland's actually fun. And yeah, that's I was just taking some town, shots. Yeah, I you know. know it's easy to take a shot at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, what they're there for. News coming up next. It's a DV morning show. Yeah. A Florida man was arrested for screaming at neighbors and threatening to kill them, all because his testicles hurt. Police got the call about a 32-year-old man possibly on drugs and threatening to kill the neighbors with a gun. Officers found the man soaked with sweat and clearly panicked. He told them his testicles were hurting and he believed he had parasites from swimming in a nearby creek. <laughs> Which, um, maybe he watched an episode of Monsters Inside Me and 
You could have just told me that story and said, guess where <laughs> this happened. Would not have been I'm hard to do that moving forward. Yeah, not hard to figure out that was a Florida story. <laughs> also, that's something that never happens to the wealthy. You never see the wealthy threatening to murder their neighbors because their testicles hurt. This is true. Seems to be specifically geared towards people who live on the beach. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's four minutes after nine at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 67 degrees now. I'm Val Porter. Actor Gerard Depardieu is being accused of rape. A spokesman for the Paris prosecutor told CNN Thursday that a 22-year-old woman has accused the French movie icon of rape and sexual assault. Depardieu's lawyer says his client is shocked by the accusation and totally denies any of those claims. The lawyer says Depardieu knows the woman in question but denies being with her on the dates mentioned in the complaint in the French judicial system he will be under formal investigation if officials find grounds for pursuing that matter further my father the rapist and a former NBC news producer is claiming the network threatened journalist Ronan Farrow over his coverage of sexual assault allegations against Harvey Weinstein. Rich McHugh told the New York Times the network tried to block Farrow from investigating the movie Mogul, calling it a massive breach of journalistic integrity. He alleges the two were working on a story together and preparing to travel to L.A. to interview a woman who had a credible rape allegation against Weinstein. When they were told to stand down on the story, NBC has denied McHugh's claims and said that Farrow's story wasn't ready for airing when it was presented to the network in July of 2017. Farrow won a Pulitzer Prize earlier this year for his stories about Weinstein, who has been accused of sexual misconduct and rape by multiple women since last October. A new poll finds more Americans than ever disapprove of President Trump. The ABC News Washington Post poll out today shows 60 percent of people surveyed disapprove of Trump's performance as president. That is his highest disapproval rating of the presidency. His 36 percent approval rating is his lowest in the ABC Washington Post poll. The poll also found 63 percent support special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into possible Trump campaign cooperation with Russia in the 2016 election. A creative charity group in Sweetwater, Oklahoma, is helping those in need by collecting donations of food, hygiene items, and school supplies in converted newspaper vending machines that they call community care chests. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. The Sweetwater Foundation took those old uh, newspaper vending machines and modified them to accept donations. So they took out the newspapers, the coin slots, the locks. Right. So people can easily get in and out. The group painted the boxes with bright colors. The old vending machines are now scattered around town and people with things to give are welcome to drop items in the boxes and if you need something you're welcome to take them as more old newspaper boxes become available the program is expected to expand yeah that's awesome i've seen that done with books yeah like have you ever seen like one of those little there's one right down here down the street it looks like a big mailbox or Mm -hmm. something and it has a glass door on it and just you can go drop a book and take a book yeah so it's a cool idea really cool A New York woman had a grocery shopper's nightmare after finding a live snake slithering through her cart. Laura Walitsky says she was wandering through the produce section at her local Wegmans when her daughter ran over to say, Mom, there's a snake in the shopping cart. (laughs) She went to check and Walitsky found the critter had indeed wrapped itself in the lower rungs of the cart. Uh, So she just 
wheeled the cart outside. She said an employee was able to determine that it was a relatively harmless milk snake, which are common to upstate New York. Uh, So they took it in the woods next to the store. I've never even heard of a milk snake. Yeah. They Uh, have really strong bones. (laughs) Uh, A sheet store near Lancaster. Customers got quite a surprise. They found a three-foot python slithering amongst the gas pumps. Mm Mm-hmm. It's actually a, a shython. <laughs> Someone was uh, brave enough to put it in a box, and a reptile sanctuary came to get it. They'll put it up for adoption. I uh, I found a, a praying mantis on my window last night. and Is that good luck? Uh, it's scary. Well, if I hadn't already been planning to move out of that house today, <laughs> that would have happened anyway. I cannot. I, that, I mean, I'm afraid of all bugs, and that's the Godzilla of bugs. <sighs> right. Because what even really is it? I mean, it's a very religious bug. I don't think you're <laughs> allowed to kill them. No, no, no. It's it's like a $500 fine or something crazy. In some parts of Africa, it is considered good luck if one lands on you. Oh, one, wow. one did hit that me. That was a ladybug. That's the second mantis incident at this house. What? One, one night I stepped outside, and it felt like... It felt like someone had thrown like like a crumpled up piece of paper at my chest. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like something hit me, and then I turned and saw it land on the door. <laughs> and I spent five minutes just terrified <laughs> until it crawled to the right of the door, so like towards the mailbox, and I ran in like I was running away from a serial killer. <laughs> and just like got in like... <sighs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It's it's that's look at it. Uh, pulled it up on the, the computer. C- the there, it's creepiest. the most terrifying thing. The fact that you saw two is impressive. I that's yeah. not a bug you see a lot. And of course, now I'm I'm changing zip codes because that is <laughs> don't come to my house. One of Mary Beth's uh, um, one night improv teams. Like if they have a one off show, they'll name the team. And they named it Secular Mantis. I was like, that's the best name for an improv team I've ever <laughs> that's heard. Fantastic, Secular Mantis. Uh, Netflix is coming to Sharpsburg. The streaming service is asking for permission to close some streets there September 6th for filming of the series Mindhunter. Same request was submitted to Aetna officials, and they approved it. Uh, You know the show Mindhunter? It follows two FBI agents as they attempt to understand and catch serial killers by studying their damaged psyches. When does that show take place? The 80s? The 70s Uh, or the 80s? Like, yes, 70s, 80s in there. Because they're filming in my neighborhood, and they have all the... Yeah, they have all these, like, vintage cars. Not, like, cool ones, though. Like, the old school... Uh, family trucksters yeah. with the wood paneling on the side super and, long yeah a bunch of these just old classic boats i'm going to take a bunch of pictures of them because they're they're really cool looking cars but uh the, yeah the street has been shut down for days i think this if i watch the second season i can't binge watch it like i did the first season because it really is dark yeah and well how do you really... set that up because netflix is sort of it's the whole setup is geared towards binge watching. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta fight that. Like, do you just make a night in time? Just watch a couple episodes, come back. A couple later. more. Yeah, I can't. It's just too disturbing. In music news, although Eric Clapton published his memoir in 2007, author Philip Norman feels there's more to tell, which is why he wrote Slow Hand, The Life and Music of Eric Clapton. Norman, who's written books on John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Elton John, Buddy Holly, and Mick Jagger, wrote Slow Hand with Clapton's consent and access to family members and close friends. It is 432 pages long. 
and uh, says it's packed with new information and critical insights revealing the complex character behind the legend. It'll be published on October 30th. Finally, Brad Pitt's foundation is facing a major lawsuit over homes built in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. The suit that's expected to be filed soon against the actors Make It Right Foundation claims many of the homes are falling apart. It also urges that materials or argues rather that materials used in the homes have been making people sick. Brad Pitt founded Make It Right in 2007, two years after after Katrina washed away much of the neighborhood known as the Lower Ninth Ward. Construction of those homes began in 2008. Guys, we've got to change our charity name to Make It Wrong. <laughs> I, I've seen those houses. Uh, I was on a tour down there, and they're like these really weird shaped, like postmodern design. Yeah. They're in pastel colors, and they it's don't like, fit. The, the area, right? Brad, haven't these people suffered enough? Now they got to live in this thing? <laughs> right. Forecast- Those people have been through so much. Oh, I feel bad for them. Forecast today, partly sunny. Very, very slight chance of rain and temperatures in the mid-80s. at 67 at DVE. I'm Val Porter. It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy out today, and uh, we're going to just kind of take it easy this weekend. Monday's a holiday, so right. we're, we're going to hit the ground running on Tuesday. It's Steeler season. Officially now. Countdown to kickoff begins. Yeah. A week from Sunday, home opener against the... uh, No, is it home? We're away. No, yeah, Yeah, we're away. away. It's in Cleveland. Uh, The season opener in Cleveland. And, of course, we have all your coverage before and after the game and during the week, all our Steelers insiders on the DVE Morning Show. And uh, it's Greg Warren's birthday today. Happy birthday, Greg. I wish Greg a happy birthday. We'll hear something from Greg coming up here. It's the DVE morning show. My brother, uh, you know, I got the brother. He's like like 18 years younger than me. He's the one that doesn't pay for any of the Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he does throw around money. He bought bought a $450 pair of Jordans recently. $450 for sneakers. For for basketball shoes. Wow. He does not play basketball. <laughs> yeah, and, that's usually the case with those Jordans. Yeah, yeah. And when he bought them, he goes, uh, he goes, "Hey, man, don't tell dad about this." I was like, "I'm, I'm not gonna tell dad." I was like, "By the way, you're 30. Like, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you have a job yeah. and a house and a wife. You know, it's not dad's business what you spend your money on." And then we were at dinner. My dad's like, "Greg, can you pass the potatoes?" Devin bought a four hundred fifty dollars pair of Jordans. <laughs> 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 I sold them down the river. Yeah, man. you have to squeal. Yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah. My dad's like the guy that does the he does Marshall's math for the most part with clothing. Like no matter what <laughs> item of clothing you buy, he will tell you how many of that item of clothing you could have bought at Marshall's for the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah. $45 for a shirt? For, for what? You could buy nine shirts at Marshall's for $45. You know? And I'm not, like, I don't have a lot of clothes. I, I, but I did, I found these seven jeans. Are you familiar with those? No. Yeah, it's like huh. uh, uh, Seven for All Mankind is the brand. And uh, I'm embarrassed, like... It, I, I don't fit well with jeans, but they, I, they fit me. So okay. 200 bucks for oh, I know. Wow. I know. Don't tell my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not do this on St. Louis radio. He was $200 for jeans. $200. You, you could buy... You could buy Marshalls for two hundred dollars. You could be Marshall for two hundred dollars. You could be Marshall. It's a DVE morning show. Final. What's that? Cam Hayward coming up? No, Mike. We had. Yes. Him. We had him on. 
It's on one again. It already happened. Steelers wrapped up the preseason last night with a win over the Carolina Panthers, and uh, they'll make the cuts. they got to have it done by 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Mike Pursuit up next with sports on the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, you know, Val, sometimes you just have to make those tough decisions. Even if you've had a lot of success with your old mattress in the past, nothing lasts forever. If your old mattress isn't getting the job done anymore, it's got to go. And if now is that time, there's no better time to upgrade than this weekend. Mattress Firm's most popular deal ends Monday. You have until then to hurry in and shop the Mattress Firm Labor Day sale. It's your last chance to get a free adjustable base with your purchase of $599 or more. That's a value of up to $699 for free. All beds are on sale. That means savings of up to $600 with the lowest priced mattresses starting at just $37. You can get a Beautyrest Queen mattress for just $497 or a Serta Memory Foam Queen mattress for their lowest price ever, $397. When Mattress Firm says every bed is on sale, they mean it. And you can get 0% APR for six years. That's the best financing Mattress Firm has to offer. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday, so hurry in and get a king for the price of a queen and your free adjustable base. Call 1-866-780-6220 for credit costs and terms. Subject to credit approval. Don't wait. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. DVE Sports. Well, we have not played this nearly enough this morning. And I tell you, one person who wants me to watch the ETs, Randy Bauman. I know you're at home right now. I'm a smash D just for you. Rib Fest weekend, Chuck Batch <laughs> smashing some ribs during last night's game. That's my new favorite thing to talk to say for him when I'm going to eat. I'm going to smash these oh, ribs. I'm smashing these ribs. You know, it was distracting last night. The sm- the scent. The- we're sitting in the broadcast booth, and the windows are open because it's August. Mm-hmm. And the smell was everywhere, and it was absolutely distracting. Oh, yeah, they have that murderer's row set up, and just the aromas coming off there. Even at Stage AE, I was like, man, that smells delicious. I'm a smash D just for you. <laughs> like, if I wasn't working the game last night, if I would have just been there in the stands, I don't think I'd have lasted more than a quarter. Right. Go sample a few. Looks like uh, follow your nose and uh, like you say, murderers row, just one after another. Based on the crowd last night, it looks like a lot of people got distracted going in. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, fourth game, nobody's. Most of the guys that played a lot last night are going to get cut, and uh, that's for both teams. That's the way. uh, I I will uh, respectfully disagree with Cam Hayward uh, in terms of the need for four preseason games. The the really good players play hardly at all, if at all, in the preseason. Um, they could have done that somewhere else last night um, without calling it a game and putting it on TV and charging regular season prices for it and all that. But that's- I think there's two main functions, right? You're trying to see guys on the bubble if you're going if they're going to make the team, and then the guys that you picked high that you know are going to make the team, you want to see them get acclimated to the NFL and to the playbook and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Except even the guys you picked high, like Terrell Edmonds started because – Burnett was unavailable. He probably would have started anyway. He played a couple quarters. He was done. The second half is... I, I don't know. No, what, I totally I agree. I don't know what purpose I, it serves. I, 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 I didn't watch it. Other than it guys just... like Malik Golden getting their knees torn up. Oh, I drove up uh, McArdle late and looked over late in the game and looked over and I was like, oh, they got the lights on. They must be testing the lights. <laughs> oh, no, wait. There are no, a few people in some there. people in there. Yeah, there weren't many. Uh, Steelers uh, ended up winning it. 39-24, and we've talked a lot about Josh Dobbs this morning, and justifiably so. Uh, 
just to put a bow on that, it, if you keep Josh Dobbs, it's not because you think he's better than Ben Roethlisberger. It's not because you think he would be a better backup than Landry Jones. It's not because you think he is a better prospect than Mason Rudolph. If you keep him, it's because you think he you have drafted this guy, developed him, invested a lot of time and effort in him. He is clearly making progress. He clearly has some skills, and he's got potential. That's why you would keep him. And at that position, the more guys you have with potential, the better, because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And you never know when you're going to need a quarterback, and they are hard to find and to your when point, you don't have them. You don't know if Landry's going to be here next year, and you don't want to have to draft a quarterback for the third for straight For third year. year in a row, right. And – you know whether they keep them or not, they're going to keep some stiffs. Um, to the extent that it wouldn't surprise me if they end up going through the discard pile across the league once everybody uh, cuts down to fifty-three by four o'clock Saturday. You might see some guys coming in here next week that haven't been on a team one or two. You might. Were you surprised when uh, the Browns cut Kendricks after his scam uh, scandal? Yeah, I didn't really dive into it a whole lot. Um, it's kind of a refreshing scandal. Insider trading is not your run-of-the-mill football scandal. Yeah, although after watching Hard Knocks, you know, he sold out the Eagles. He was giving the Browns all that inside information <laughs> right. on his Eagles teammates, former Eagles teammates. Do you want so, that guy in the building? I don't know if that's going to be an option. Or is he going to jail for a gonna, long time? He might be time. in another building. Yeah. I don't know for a long time, but I think he's going to spend some time. At least three to five. Yeah. that's. I guess it's relative. They lock even Martha Stewart up for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't mess with the uh, financial structure. Uh, we should uh, also mention that Mason Rudolph played uh, pretty well last night. He was five of nine for a hundred and two yards, couple of touchdown passes, no picks. Uh, he ran in a two point conversion. Then he did a very unquarterback like thing. He got an unsportsmanlike penalty for taunting. I said he got an unsportsmanlike penalty for taunting. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I was just, just the, the competitive juices were flowing a little bit there, and, and he, I thought he kind of got me a little, little deep into the end zone, and so I, you know, I, I probably antagonized him a little bit too much, and, and, and shouldn't have put my team, you know, in that, in that, in that spot. But uh, you know, that's, it is what it is. I don't imagine your teammates probably give you a lot of credit for something like that. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see on the tape if it was if it was uh, as bad as I thought it was with by the by the mic. So we'll see. it's it's all good. Is it something you said or did you actually push him? A little bit, a little bit of combination of both. Yeah. Yeah, it was linebacker Andre Smith. He hit him a couple yards in the end zone. He he had scored. He had made the conversion. And Smith hit Rudolph, and Rudolph got up, and he wasn't going to take that crap. And, uh, yeah, he got a penalty, and they had to kick off from a, a disadvantageous position. But I would I would think the rest of the Steelers thought, yeah, the kid's out there fighting. He didn't draw a flag for leapfrogging that receiver after he threw him a touchdown pass? He did not. That was Tevin <laughs> Smith. That was curious as well, you know, unbridled enthusiasm and all that. But was that really the, the smart thing to do? Yeah, I mean, just celebrating with guys you've been working with this whole camp, and uh, he made a, he made a good catch, and um, you know he's one of my boys, so I've got to go celebrate with him. You don't worry about catching a knee or an ankle. And... No, no, no. I'm, I, if, if I'm not if I'm not athletic enough to tear a knee jumping over somebody, I shouldn't be playing. Yeah. Well, what I wondered is what if he wouldn't have bent over? Because he the receiver kind of kind of bent a little bit and right, he jumped. Huh? What if he would have stood up? This is, like, we argue about these things as if it was us doing it. We are not in the NFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't leapfrog 
over a parking cone. <laughs> We're not highly uh, trained and skilled professional athletes, but every once in a while you see a goofball injury yeah. Oh, yeah. in such a situation. Mason Rudolph had a nice preseason. Uh, he did. I think he was what most people perceived him to be at the draft, which was a project guy because of the college offense he was coming from who has a lot of skills and has a lot of uh, the intangible factors you want to see in a Leadership. quarterback. Yeah. Uh, not anywhere close to being ready to play right now, but you saw a lot of the things you want to see out of this guy and you want to continue to work with. Um, they're going to be okay quarterback, uh, no matter how it uh, it shakes out. And uh, we'll see about the rest of it by 4 o'clock on Saturday. Pirates lost to the Cardinals 5 to nothing last night. Uh, the low light for Joe Musgrove was giving up back-to-back home runs, including one to Cardinals pitcher John Gant. Gant has two hits this season. Both of them are home runs. Wow. Bucks fall to 65 and 69. They are in Atlanta tonight, the first of three against the Braves. Jamison Tyone against Anibal Sanchez. And uh, the Yankees acquired Andrew McCutcheon for a couple of prospects yesterday. Uh, the Giants get the prospects, and the Yankees get McCutcheon, who is hitting two fifty five. With 15 home runs and 55 RBI, he's also got 13 steals, decent numbers. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not necessarily what you'd want from a guy who's making 14.75 million, but the Yankees don't care about uh, what they have to pay him the rest of the way. They uh, need some outfield help because Aaron Judge has been out since July the 26th, and with a fractured wrist, right, got hit in the wrist. You wonder when he's coming back and how effective he's going to be when he does come back. But uh, eh, good for Andrew McCutcheon. He gets a chance to play with the big boys now. He's probably regretting naming his unborn child Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Rice Aroni McCutcheon. Yeah. <laughs> they switch that to Holland Tunnel or uh, <laughs> Dirty Water yeah. Dog. Times Square McCutcheon. Dirty Water Dog. <laughs> that, is sounds, n- that's a, that has a ring to it. Thank you, Mike. Um, <laughs> it's a DVE morning show. It is. It's a DVE morning show, uh, wrapping up the week. Thanks to Cam Hayward and Sean Collier for joining us this morning. Sean, we having Cam on today? Yes. <laughs> yep. 1045. Coming up. We'll talk about dodgeball. Hey, uh, wanted to do it. Thanks to everyone who came out for last weekend. Sean Collier presents at Arcade Comedy Theater. Colin Chamberlain, headline, crushed it. He's doing Proud great. Of that kid. Thought I should announce the next one, because it's on sale now. The next edition of Sean Collier presents Friday, September 28th. At 9 p.m. at Arcade Comedy Theater, your headliner, John Evans. Nice. The best. Such oh, yeah. a pro. Evans is great. Hilarious every time out. Uh, John will be headlining. Suzanne Lawrence, one of my favorites to perform with, will be featuring yeah, on that too. show. Friday the 28th. Tickets are on sale at now at ArcadeComedyTheater.com. For more movies, comedy, observations, follow me on Twitter, at Sean Collier PGH. Very good. Have a good weekend, Mike. I will. Yeah, and, enjoy uh, yourself. Awesome. Same. Yeah. Don't eat any uh, flesh-eating sushi. <laughs> Try to pack a couple sandwiches up in the uh, picnic basket maybe today. It's National Eat Outside Day, right? Yep. Yeah. We'll be off Monday, full house. Uh, hopefully Randy is recovered by Tuesday. Uh, and we'll uh, hit the ground running as we head into Steeler season. Regular season starts uh, the following Sunday at Cleveland. Michelle Michaels up next. She's got the electric lunch at noon on DVE. 
I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.